Dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, we warmly welcome all of you who are now listening and watching and joining us for this video broadcast and word reflection with Brother Frank. May the Lord bless us all from the riches of His grace. May he also raise up Brother Frank and give him strength so that the Word may come to us in a mighty way. We are again expecting a great blessing today and may it serve to align and equip us for the day of his glorious return. Let us read together a word from 2 Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 11. 2 Peter, chapter 1, from verse 3 to 11. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, 
and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly love, and to brotherly love love. For if these things be in you, and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren, Give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, we thank the Lord for such precious words, for all his apostles and prophets, for all his servants who have faithfully served him and placed the truth upon the lampstand. We read, make every effort to establish your calling and election. And this is what we want to do. We want to be fortified so that on the day when the Lord takes us, we can stand in white garments and go out to meet Him. May this happen to each one of us, so that in this last time we are still completely prepared for the day of His glorious return. Let us pray and entrust this transmission to the Lord. Faithful Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness, that you carry us through every day. We thank you that you have such faithful servants who still place the truth upon the lampstand. Lord, bless us. Touch each one of us. And let these words we read in Peter's letter penetrate us deeply so that we are ready when you come, Lord. We place everything in your hand and thank you, Lord, that this afternoon is for your honor, for your glory, and accomplishes in us for what the Word was sent to do, namely to prepare us for the glorious day of your return. To you be praise, honor, and glory in your wonderful and glorious name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless us all. Amen. I too would like to greet everyone very warmly in the precious name of the Lord. We are very grateful for these broadcasts, for the whole world is listening in and is being informed of what God has promised for this time period. And as we heard in the word of introduction by Brother Scherer, the point is that through the promises we become partakers of the divine nature, that we become partakers of the divine being. And that is why today we will mainly speak about the promises of God and emphasize 
how important the promises are and how important it is that we believe the promises of God. A songwriter sings, God's promises remain. They do not stagger forever. Jesus has sealed with his own blood what he promises in the word. And we all know it and have emphasized it often enough. The New Testament begins with the fulfillment of the promises made in the course of the Old Testament. Yes, to the point that we are addressed as children of promise. Abraham was the first and best example from the very first conversation that the Lord had with Abraham in Genesis 12. The Lord God gave the promise Maybe we read the scripture now. Please, we read from Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all nations of the earth be blessed. In thee shall all kindreds of the earth be blessed. Abraham believed God. Abraham believed the promises. Abraham was obedient and in him all who believe God's promises who believe from the heart what the Lord has promised shall be blessed. Faith alone hangs in the air. Faith needs promises in which it is anchored. And therefore, every promise is connected with fulfillment. And only the true believers will believe the promises of God and become partakers of the divine nature. As we heard it in the word of introduction, that through the promises we become partakers of the divine nature of the divine character because we have taken divine substance into ourselves. And that is why believers differ to this day. Some are general believers They believe what is preached to them. But the true believers believe the promises, partake of the divine nature, and that is exactly 
how they experience the fulfillment of what God has promised. Let us read on. We read from Galatians 4, verse 28. Galatians 4, verse 28. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. To this we can only say, Amen. Ye dear brethren, and he speaks to those who have received the word, who have even been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Ye dear brethren, are the children of promise, just as Isaac was. And we may believe with all our hearts that we are now children of promise. Let us read on. We read from 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God in Him are yea and in Him Amen, unto the glory of God by us. Also to this, we can straight away say, Amen. And it is really a matter of concern to me to lay it on the heart of all brothers and sisters in all peoples and tongues that we do not only believe in general and I would like to remind you of the first coming of Christ. All believed, the Jews believed, all read the Torah, celebrated the Sabbath. They all believed, they all believed, but they believed as the scribes interpreted the word to them. The true believers had part in the promise that God had given, which was for the first coming of Christ. Behold, I send my messenger before me, who will prepare the way for me. That was a promise, and the children of promise at the first coming of Christ believed that promise and received and accepted in faith the ministry of John the Baptist. Likewise, in Isaiah 40, a voice cries in the wilderness, Make straight a path for our God. You all know the promises. And now, let it be emphasized again. The children of promise at the first coming of Christ did not listen to what scribes and Pharisees said and taught. God revealed to them that John the Baptist was the promised prophet who brought the divine message to lead a well-prepared people to the Lord. 
a man sent by God, a promised prophet who could proclaim loudly, I baptize you with water unto repentance. He that cometh after me shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This had nothing at all to say to the scribes and Pharisees, but to the true believers, of whom John could say, as a friend of the bridegroom, he called out to the people that Bible prophecy was now being fulfilled before their eyes and that they could have a direct part in it. The same thing, brothers and sisters, is happening in our time. We are not here to judge, but just be honest. In all churches, they teach and believe, teach and believe. But the promises that God has given are not even touched. They are not even included in the proclamation. Have you ever heard that in the Baptist churches, Methodist churches, in all the churches, the promise for this time was spoken of or preached about? Have you ever heard in any denomination the sermon from Malachi? Behold, I send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. He will turn the heart of the children back to the fathers. Have you ever heard the scribes of our time to preach on Matthew 17 that Elijah must come first to restore all things? Have you ever heard an evangelist preach about the promises for this time? No, they all have their own programs. They all believe, they all mean to serve God. But here is the difference between the elect who really believe with all their heart what God has promised and become partakers of the divine nature. And as we shall hear further on in the word, that they can put off the old man and put on the new man who is created after God's righteousness. Let us read on. We read from 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, 
but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Amen. We have not received the Spirit of the world. No. We have received the Spirit of God in order to recognize, to be laid into what God has promised us, what God has prepared for us. That is how Paul expressed it. Not a general outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Many have received that. There are millions who claim to have received the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says quite clearly, only those who are led by the Spirit of God are led into all truth. These are children of God. And Paul writes here, we have received the Spirit from God in order to recognize what has been given to us by God, by grace. So, to recognize what God has promised for this last phase of the Church. We all know that Bible prophecy is being fulfilled before our eyes and only the blind cannot see it. The whole world sees the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. All that our Lord foretold in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, of wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and famines and pestilences and everything that the Lord foretold is happening among us after all. Every day there is new news of what is happening in the whole world. And today everyone is informed daily about what is happening in every country. Brothers and sisters, on this point, on this subject, it must be said that our Lord specifically emphasized when you see all these things coming to pass, then lift up your heads for your redemption is drawing near. Today, all in all churches can also read the scriptures that speak of the fulfillment of what is now happening worldwide. But we can tell of what God has promised. Whoever reads Matthew 24, for example, will find out what the Lord said would happen at that time with Israel, with Jerusalem, with the temple. And he can then read later what would happen altogether. But in between there is the main verse, the message of salvation of the kingdom of God will be preached 
to all nations for a witness, and then the end will come. The Lord spoke about what would happen to the temple, to Jerusalem, to Israel. Everything has taken place. Everything else is happening. But our main task is to preach the everlasting gospel in the way the apostles preached it with all divine truthfulness that there is really only one God not three eternal persons not three omnipotent ones not three omniscient ones not three omnipresent ones but one true eternal God who has revealed himself for our salvation in heaven as Father on earth in the Son and through the Holy Spirit in the Church. That is the biblical proclamation. Go today in all the churches You can hear Trinity, Trinity, and not once does the word Trinity appear in the Bible. Not once does the word Triune God appear in the Bible. Not once does the Bible say God the Son. Brothers and sisters, the time has simply come for us to reread the Bible. It is always written, Praised be the God and Father of our Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is Very, very important. Where God is written, God belongs. And where it says Lord, Lord belongs. From the beginning, we see this difference, which we cannot go into in this Bible study. But let us say it again, the true church comes now back to the true faith. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. And this baptism takes place into the name in which God has revealed himself to us as Father in the Son and through the Holy Spirit, namely in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if everyone knew, unfortunately knew, that the Bible was translated by Trinity people, and if one then simply reads, Go ye into all the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. So you simply have to say, whoever has read 21 Bible translations, whoever has read in Hebrew, in Latin, whoever has read in Greek, it's not written like that in any Bible. Just as we have just said, But go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation.
And then it comes to pass that whosoever believeth and is baptized and baptize them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Baptize them into Father is a title. Son is a title. It's not a name. And we are to baptize in the singular, in the name in which God has revealed himself to us. In the name. And please, all preachers, please read the New Testament with respect. Read the book of Acts. In the first sermon at the founding of the New Testament Church, Peter had to proclaim under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, since the day of Pentecost, throughout the apostolic age, all have been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved brothers and sisters, and dear preachers, especially in the Pentecostal churches, how can you claim to have received the Holy Spirit and not teach as Peter taught, not baptize as Peter baptized, not teach as Paul taught, not baptize as Paul baptized. How can you claim to have received the Holy Spirit and continue in the false doctrines about the Godhead and baptism all your life? and mislead the people of God. We have read, ye have received the Spirit from God, who leads you into all truth. The Holy Spirit does not confirm false doctrines. The Holy Spirit leads back to the Word. And that is why we appreciate so much the ministry of Brother Brenham, whom God sent with a special calling to forerun the second coming of Christ with a message. Him God could use to preach anew the Bible doctrines about Godhead, baptism, Lord's Supper, all the Bible doctrines, and to make it possible for God's people to believe as the Scriptures have said. And now it becomes apparent whether we listen to what the Spirit has to say to the churches through the Word or whether we continue as we have until now. Let us read on in the Word. We read from Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse 30 to 32. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor 
and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Thanks be to our Lord for such a thorough admonition to put off the old man with everything that belongs to it, to experience a renewal and we come back to the word of introduction to become partakers of the divine nature, to put off the old nature, the old being, the old man. Brothers and sisters, it is my heartfelt concern that each of you prayerfully reads these scriptures once again and examines whether it is so with us, whether it could already become so, how it must be, so that we can stand our ground before God. The proclamation of the end-time message, the true divine message of salvation, has one goal, to present the bright church in such a way that she is ready without spot or wrinkle at the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And therefore, the thorough proclamation of the Word of God, that the old man is truly put off, that we would, that we would have died with Christ, buried with Him, and risen with Him to a new life. As Paul testified in Romans chapter 6, please examine yourselves on this and the Lord will give grace. Please, we read from Colossians 3, verse 8 to 10. Colossians 3, 8 to 10. But now he also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Thanks be to the Lord. I have said it before, and here we have read it. Putting off the old man putting on the new man. I want to speak to brothers and sisters who respect the word of God, who go into judgment with themselves and ask the question, Beloved Lord, can I stand before you like this? Give grace that all these words may find fulfillment in me, that I may completely and totally put off the old man 
and put on the new man who is created after God's image. God has made a new covenant, has given us a new heart, a new life by grace, namely eternal life. And the blood of the Lamb cleanses us from all sin, and the Lord makes all things new. We see how necessary it is, and as the Apostles also emphasized, that even though we are already sealed with the Holy Spirit, we do not grieve Him, do not sadden Him, do not give place to the old nature, but abide in the new nature and serve the Lord and have put off everything that belongs to the old man in order to walk with the Lord. Please, we read Ephesians 5, verse 26 and 27, that he might sanctify and cleanse her, the church, with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Nothing more needs to be said about this. Only once more the emphasis through the blood of the new covenant we have been taken out of lostness, having been saved. The Lord has made children of God out of children of men. He has torn the letter of requirements, has forgiven us everything by grace and made all things new. That is the one part that concerns the blood of the new covenant. The second part we have just read, washed with the washing of water by the word. Here is the word. And it actually says, taking a bath in the word. So, not just a sprinkling with a word, but a being immersed with the word of God, just as we were fully justified, cleansed, sanctified by the blood, so we are immersed, fully cleansed, fully sanctified by the washing of water, by the word. And may God grant us grace to do so. Why did the apostles preach the word? Why did Brother Brenham have to emphasize the word in our time? so that a divine correction can be made. And I wish that all the churches could be immersed in the bath of the Word. But that is not promised, nor will it happen. But the elect those pardoned by God, reconciled by the blood of the Lamb, those led by the Holy Spirit, will be immersed 
in the bath of the word. And then all false doctrines will fall away. All doctrines that are not in the word of God must and will fall away. We are immersed with everything we had, but taken out only with what is written in the word of God. And as Paul put it, to present the Lord a bride, yes, a church without spot, without wrinkle. And that is what is happening today. The blood-bought multitude takes a full bath in the Word of God. And then nothing remains but God's pure and holy word in the church of the living God. Please, we read from Romans 5, verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Amen. No disappointment, because the love of God has been poured into our hearts. And we may glorify God, our Lord, with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength and with our thinking that has been biblically aligned and truly be prepared as a bride to meet the bridegroom whose return we expect in our time the return, the promised return of our Lord is near and all the children of promise who have received the spirit of promise believe that the final message foreruns the second coming of Christ in all the world, even today. This broadcast goes into all the world so that the bright church can be prepared and stand without spot and without wrinkle at the return of Jesus Christ. Please. We read from Second Peter chapter 3, Verse 9 The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. To this end, may the Lord God grant grace that today's proclamation may be taken seriously. Brothers and sisters, it is not enough to say, I believe that God has sent a prophet. I believe the end time message. I believe that I am sealed. This is of no use if our faith does not include everything else that we have put off the old man, that we have put off in the water bath of the Word, everything that does not agree with God and God's Word. 
It must come to this with all of us that we can truly say with a clear conscience, Beloved Lord, if you came today, I would be ready to meet you and enter into glory with you. That we really reach the state, the humble, divine state, and examine ourselves and be obedient and put away what belongs to the old man and put on everything that belongs to the new man and then really live in accordance with the word of God and await the return of the Lord. And as we have read along, the Lord is not slack with His promise. He will keep His promise. After all He has promised, I go and prepare a place for you, and I will come again and take you unto myself. The promise remains and will be fulfilled, but he waits until the last ones have been called, until the last ones have come and the number has become full. May the blessing of Almighty God rest upon you all, worldwide, worldwide. We are grateful to God that we can serve God's people worldwide through the broadcasts in all languages. And once again, we send greetings from Zurich. Once again, we wish the last ones to be called. Once again, I wish from the bottom of my heart that all now really make a self-examination and say, Beloved Lord, be merciful to me. Help me. I want to be ready when you come again. So we are convinced, as surely as it is written, and they that were ready went in to the marriage supper. So surely now a chosen multitude, the wise virgins, the bride of Christ, is now brought to perfection. And as with Abraham, let's say that again. He believed God. He believed the promise. We believe God and we believe the promises that God has made to us. Also the promise of the return of Jesus Christ in our time. And let me emphasize again what the Lord has said. When you see these things coming to pass, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. May the blessing of Almighty God rest upon you all. In Jesus' holy name. Amen.
Over mountains and heights goes my longing For the land full of peace and joy Even if tears sometimes flow here in battle Soon Jesus comes Oh, if it only were today Take what you don't like from me As I am, Lord, so I come to you By your blood, wash me clean And let me be full of the Spirit Give me grace to live for you alone If thou wilt behold the Savior on high, if thou wilt rejoice with the saints in heaven, if you wilt walk on heavenly pastures, then let your supplication be today. Take what you don't like from me as I am Lord so I come to you by your blood wash me clean and let me be full of the spirit give me grace to live for you alone If the enemy wants to catch you with sin, drag you into the way of destruction, if some have gone from the Lord, then remain faithful to Him. Yes, ask Him. Take what you don't like from me As I am, Lord So I come to you By your blood, wash me clean And let me be full of the Spirit Give me grace to live for you alone 